0: Did you go to 151? No, I went to my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And now I have, I don't know, you can't probably can't quite see because I don't, uh, don't yeah. Oh, Nice mug. Work, apparently. Nice it's, mug. Uh, I've, I'm on, let's see, one, two, three. My fourth shot of espresso, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me about your shirt. What's on your shirt? It says Her Carl from the
1: movie Up. It's a Disney movie. You wouldn't know it. Oh, you will know it soon, actually.
0: Sometimes I wonder why we're friends.
1: (laughs) I know exactly why we're friends. So nice try. Dick.
0: (laughs) Crushing it. Okay. Okay, let's go.
1: This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson.
0: you guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world
1: so we're talking about the move do you want to kick yep. us off or do you want to okay uh
0: well you see once upon a time sure i can give you my narrative of it once upon a time i had a friend a dear friend who lived just mere steps away for just a mere moment and then was like screw you guys i'm going to florida like 30 minutes after he moved in and then uh and then uh, that picks us up right where this story begins. Yikes, dude. That's that's pretty tough. It's a tough crowd.
1: Tough crowd. It is a tough crowd. Tough crowd on a on a morning. That's you're a your real real gem. Yeah, yeah. So obviously through the last episode, you've realized that I no longer live five minutes. Is that what
0: we were living five minutes away from yeah, each other? It was five minutes when it was snowing, yeah. It never that's not true. It did snow there. I take that back. Anyway,
1: used to live five minutes from you. And I decided, you know, it would be better if I lived two hours by flight from you. That would be a better solution to our friendship.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you, um, you know, being so blunt about proximity being an issue to our friendship. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fair point. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So let's talk about the move, how much
1: fun we had on this move. So obviously we've done a move a number of times before and we determined this time we're like, you know, we had hired movers in the past. (laughs) Let's, let's do it ourselves for the most part. So let's, let's take a step back. Previously, when we moved from New Hampshire to Texas, we hired movers just to do the actual moving of boxes and putting
0: them in the truck. Sure. Which what I think is a reasonable, reasonable hire.
1: Yeah. And and that's what we did this time as well. The only difference is that we drove the truck ourselves. So we basically just hired the labor to move the boxes into the truck and then moved the, or drove the U-Haul from Texas to Florida.
0: So I've moved a uh, long distance twice. And uh, the second time, the first time I really didn't have much because I was going from New England to Chicago. And I had 25% of the stuff that would fill a single bedroom apartment. So it really wasn't that much stuff. So I just loaded it myself, but from Chicago to here in every subsequent move since I've done exactly that paid somebody to load the truck yeah, carry things up and downstairs and do all those sorts of things. So, and we were going we to do, that. yeah,
1: we were going to do the same thing that we did before where we hired the movers. They load the truck, and then drive the truck. The challenge became, we were working on a a kind of a condensed timeline. So we needed to, with the house being sold, closing on the house, we didn't really have a lot of extra time from moving out to needed to be into uh, the apartment in in Florida. So we we were kind of working on a condensed timeline, whereas before we had a little bit, I mean, the, the lead up to us moving to Texas was like a six month process. So it's not like it was, a thing that we were trying to accomplish in a you know a month which is what this this was is we were trying to basically we put the house on the market in june and then it sold in a weekend and then 30 days after that it, it we were going to closing we actually closed the morning we drove to florida so basically just closed, send the documents, and then left.
0: Being a guy that uh, enjoys a good road trip, I thought, you know what? I'm in. Let's drive some trucks across the country. Again, <laughs> I feel like in, we've in, done this episode like three times. We've,
1: we've done this episode with different people three times. In the planning stages of actually doing the drive, it looked way more approachable and enjoyable than I think the reality was. So when I, when I was looking at like the Google Maps and, and the Google Drive time, I was like, oh, that's not bad. It was like 12 hours to Tallahassee or, or something like that. And I was like, we could drive 12 hours in a day in a U-Haul. That's, that's no big deal. <laughs> And then now in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, that was, that was a terrible idea. We, and it wasn't even, there was no other, it was just me planning this for the most part, obviously uh, Jen was an accomplice to an extent, but basically was just going off of, this is what we're going to do with the truck. You know, you, you go ahead and, and kind of blaze the trail and we'll follow you guys and at one point i think we were like three hours two hours behind them something something along those lines so
0: i was going to say the downside to the the truck driving is a the truck does not get up to speed all that quick ever and b the truck has to stop and get fuel a lot and the fuel stops take time because it's they are thirsty trucks and that adds actually especially compared to to like your standard sedan which is what jen was driving which can go a few hundred miles which gets up to speed in a snap, yeah. Very lickety split. I've seen Jen drive; who gets up to speed, very nice.
1: Yeah, she she's <laughs> definitely a race car driver. So, in the planning of this, I was like, you know, we could we could make it to. So my my plan was try to drive as far as we could on the first day, and and try to make and try to get somewhere so that it was an easier second day because I knew we were going to try to at least unload part of the truck on that first day because we needed a bed, right? I mean, we we yep. needed the basic stuff mainly that the bed is you know obviously what we need to sleep on yeah, We we had alternatives but in any case i wanted to make sure that the second day we at least had some things in the apartment to to kind of sleep and whatnot yeah and um, i think that
0: logic of a shorter second day i think is is the right approach so i think yeah so anytime i've ever done it it's always been a multiple day thing and i always want the the arrival day to be the shortest day because you're spent by the time you get there anyways, and you know right. there's going to be more things to do than you anticipate that there is to do. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yep, and and for for
0: planning more, purposes,
1: not yeah. the worst idea. And and there's going to be you know things that come up outside of just the the travel itself. There's going to be you know issues with the apartment, or you're going to have to go get groceries, or, or something like that. Something that is going to be you know you kind of overlooked or something along those lines. So there's always that yep. kind of. Second day padding, if you will. So let's, let's talk about the actual journey. So I think we left on a Friday morning at, I don't know, 7, 8 AM. Um, oddly enough, my, my neighbor was driving away. So we said goodbye to goodbye to them. Your wife dropped you off, which was nice. And you and I started the, uh, Jen, Jen and, um, Sarah. So Jen was driving with her friend, Sarah, who helped drive to Texas. So they, they are very accompanied to driving with each other on a road trip and listening to, you know, whatever crazy podcast they listen to.
0: Hopefully this and one,
1: obviously. Yeah. Oh, they clearly listened to this one. No, I think it was a murder mystery <laughs> one, but in a, it's like a gruesome one. But
0: you know what? We haven't finished on the story yet. This may actually be a murder mystery. So yeah, yeah, very next time for the conclusion. That's how you put a hook into it. Cliffhanger. Pro so, tip. So we, <laughs> we left probably an hour after
1: they did. And right from the get go, driving the U-Haul through, you know, constru- construction zones in, in North Texas, I was like, this is going to be a long day. The lane. So we're towing. Not only do we have the 26-foot U-Haul that we're driving with all of our stuff in it, I've got my car on the trailer behind it so it's at the end of it probably 35 40 feet yeah, total so the, the
0: tr- truck was 26 and that trailer was what another 15 ish yeah so that, somewhere yeah. somewhere
1: in that realm so it's 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 long and not only is it long but it's also pretty wide and i remember driving through the construction zones and the truck barely fit with wise in the lanes so that was fun and then people of course cutting us off and, and whatnot so As soon as we got to East Texas, it it got a little bit better because it's a little bit more open, more rural, you know, obviously I had to stop at a Bucky's, but the range, the range of the U-Haul wasn't too terrible. I remember that. I remember being pleasantly surprised because I was trying to plan out fuel stops because I wanted to make sure that the places that we stopped were truck friendly. And because obviously I don't drive a truck. My car is 10 feet long. So driving something that's four times the length of that and also a trailer. I wanted to make sure that I picked places to for fuel stops and just general stops, so that it wasn't kind of just a nightmare, and we would get stuck somewhere or something like that.
0: Yeah, we did. We did hit a lot of Buc-ee's on the way. Mm-hmm. For those uh, non-Texas uh, listeners, Bucky's is a experience. It is a Texas gas station. I think they're starting to expand out it because some of them. We we went to one that was in Florida, in the Panhandle. We we have them in it, Florida. There's one in
1: Jacksonville. There's one like, uh, 60 miles from here.
0: And I think that the newest one's going to be like in somewhere in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Tennessee. Um, <laughs> and they are like the most super gas station of all super gas stations you've ever seen. And the food's pretty good and there in, too.
1: And in hindsight, I would have actually, so I picked like the, the loves brand for truck stops or whatever. And they, they were, they were fine. But in, in the future, if i have to do like a road trip or anything like that where there's buckies in the area i'm going to probably pick the stops with the buckies because they're they're huge first of all and they're super easy to kind of navigate and everything's really clean and um like you said there's a, a quite a variety of food there which is nice and yeah, there's always what, you know I, there's I like a hundred gas tanks or gas at pumps so you can always find a, an open pump you don't have to sit there and wait and get cut off like we did in
0: Louisiana yeah the- I was gonna say that exact thing about the loves they were we kept getting cut off uh, getting into the pumps and then it was always kind of there was some maneuvering involved with getting in and out of the pumps um, which was a little bit more precarious than I think either one of us was really looking for
1: that was the challenge because the trucks were gas they weren't diesel so we had to go right. to gas pumps which were you know obviously designed for cars. They weren't expecting a, a big truck, so uh, I think that was kind of a, an issue as well as that we were trying to shoehorn ourselves in forty feet of you know vehicle uh, into a a car sized fuel pump, which you don't really have that issue at, at Bucky's, which is kind of nice.
0: This is turning into a, a,
1: a sponsored
0: content for Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky's your one stop for all your road trip needs. Uh, I don't even think that's their <laughs> slogan, but you know, uh, the the trade market we're in. We're in. Um, I think adding with increasing the level of difficulty with that process is you're already exhausted from driving all day. You're exhausted from some weather that we went through that day. You're exhausted from the fact that your body has just been vibrating in that truck the entire time mm-hmm. that you're in it. It's not. It's not a smooth glide down the road by any stretch of the means. And like you you get out of the truck at the end of the day and like you're just you're you're shaking all the way to bed (laughs) for the night. And you're like, oh, can't wait for this to stop. Well, the other
1: thing that was interesting to note since we kind of drove it for. okay, so so we left in the morning. So we left at 8 a.m. We didn't arrive into Tallahassee until 2 a.m. East Coast time. So that'd be 1 a.m. Central. So it was a while it was planned as a 12 or 13 hour drive. It ended up being what? I'm going to (laughs) say
0: we're doing math. I love it. Yeah. 12 plus 6, 18,
1: 18 hours. It turned out to be 18 hours, which especially towards the end of the trip, once we got into the kind of rural parts after like Mobile, Alabama, it was definitely dark and there was a lot of very dark places. And that definitely that with the fatigue and driving a a truck all day, definitely caught up. I think it, at some points it was just like we need to we need to get this over with, and that's a terrible yeah, that, kind of mentality, right?
0: That last stop that we had, uh, which was in that that last Bucky's that we went to, was at like east of Mobile, I think.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, like think it, we were either we were. in Florida or on the border. I think it was in Florida, like you said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We're right around there somewhere, and I remember I had driven us in, and I get out of the truck, and I was like, I I just I did not think I had another mile of driving capabilities left of me. I was just so spent and I hadn't driven much that day. You did a lot more driving than I did that day. And just that the, those last few late night stretches, I was like, I just, when we left that Bucky's, my whole focus was what can I do to be like, to help Simpson stay as awake as possible? <laughs> Cause I am absolutely just completely spent. So he's got to be far worse than I am. So I was like, Doing my best to play the supportive DJ role and be the comedic entertainment and, you know, do all the things to like keep the mood light and entertained and, you know, all those things. Cause as soon as like, I, I felt like as soon as I stopped talking, we were both going to silently drift off to sleep.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. No, I, I, it, it was, it, it was kind of bad. I don't know if it was necessary. I wasn't, I was definitely beat. I, I think that I was exhausted, but I wasn't to the point where if I didn't, Focus. I was gonna fall asleep. Type of deal. I, it, was, it was. It was getting yeah. close. Especially when we were pulling into the hotel. I was like, Oh man, we're we're getting close there.
0: So, what were some of the highlights from the trip? So, let's let's cover let's cover that on the first day. So, as as you mentioned, first day, leave it at a.m. We get to Tallinnasty at two a.m. Yeah, we visited a bunch of bunkies along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we we created one shortcut. <laughs> That was not a shortcut. We just missed an exit once. uh, Oh yeah, when we
1: were were talking to to Ian, we were we were talking to Ian on the phone. My brother in law and we were in Louisiana, I think. And there was like a spaghetti interchange, and I was like, I think this is the right way. And then all of a sudden, we missed it, and I was like, We're gonna need to call you back. We need to
0: (laughs) unscrew this up. It's It's always fun to get off the highway with you know forty foot of truck, and then you're in the ghetto, and you're like, Oh, it's it's not great. is not going to pan out well thankfully we we were only it was like a
1: 15 minute mistake or something like that it wasn't anything drastic the issue became when so i laid out kind of the the route we were going to go and sent it to jen so she could kind of like i said earlier be the the wayfinder, the kind of test the, the the waters if you will up ahead of us and they came across one section of road that was like under i guess extreme kind of construction And she kind of reported back and said, don't come this way. Additionally, there was was, also like,
0: it was a large stretch too. It was was like 50 miles or something like that. That was like down to a single lane.
1: Yeah. It was like single lane and like some of it wasn't paved or something like that. And they, they even kind of like went off on like some side road to get around it or, or something. And she's like, yeah, don't come this way. And it also kind of comboed with, you could see on the horizon, we were kind of catching up to some storms. And I don't think that they were, it wasn't like they were real nasty, but it doesn't take much to, to be an issue with trucks. So we kind of,
0: yeah, it wasn't, it was heavy rain. It was extremely heavy rain um, for any type of a vehicle for sure. Um, but it wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't, you know, it, in that region you always worry about like the extreme severe weathers that you get. And yeah. it well, as and far you, as that, that goes, it wasn't horrible, but yeah. It you're was, also driving it a, was, a rental truck with, you know, two cardboard
1: tubes for windshield wipers. And, you know, the, the, it's, it's obviously not the most ideal vehicle to be in outside of sunshine. And And and,
0: 26,000 pounds of weight behind you.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so we deviated. So we kind of came up with a new game plan, you know, us being pilots, right. Such a yeah. ADM type of uh, maneuver. So we decided to go due south, like kind of across the border of Mississippi. Is that what it was? It was like Mississippi and Louisiana.
0: Yeah. Know, I I'm- think where, where, when we found out that there was construction ahead, we made the next alternative option, which was the next available interstate that brought us south. Cause the, yeah. the traffic, the construction issue was on that southeast leg so if you can visualize coming from texas down to florida it's primarily a southeast route but you know it's east and then south and then east and then south and then east and then south yeah and there was one stretch that was a proper southeast uh highway and that was the one that was under construction so
1: it was a state road now i remember it was you no know, it was um so we had gone through I think we made it to Jackson, Mississippi, or just outside of Jackson, Mississippi. And then there's 55 that takes you due south towards. Um, we did go to Jackson. I remember that. Yeah. Due south towards. It was, it was actually Slidell. That's We were heading in that direction. So just north of New Orleans. And I think we turned off at some point and kind of cut the corner. But Jen had gone through like, I think she took this like state road. And that's what the issue was. It was a kind of state road that did the southeast, more southeast than the. East and South and East and South route. Yep. And so she kind of took that state road that I think was, was a big gamble to begin with. But then, you know, obviously turned out to be having construction done. So we, we, we went down to the coast and then started following the coast across and that's where we got gonna...
0: to, she took 49.
1: Yep, exactly. That's exactly what she took. And then yep. uh, we went across down to 10 interstate 10, which is what kind of hugs the coast and goes through. Biloxi and Mobile, and then over to like Pensacola, and then where we were stopping for the night in Tallahassee. So the jog, the the big route change, I think kind of threw us back maybe an hour or two already from you know our our little bit of a delay that we had. So I don't think it was necessarily a huge uh, issue when we, in the grand scheme of things, I think we I had overestimated how aggressive we could be for a one day kind of travel. And that's the the challenge too, is that there really isn't much from Pensacola to Tallahassee there's, there's not, there's no happy medium. So we would have, we would probably ended in Pensacola and had another two or three hours to go to Tallahassee or something along those lines. And there's no stopping between Pensacola and Tallahassee. So it's not like we would have really had an opportunity to split the difference and kind of make it a little bit easier. And that's kind of what the push was to Tallahassee. But I think for notable things. Uh, oh, so there was that biker gang that we, <laughs> we were in Louisiana right by, um, is it Barksdale? What's the, the B-52 base in North Louisiana?
0: Yeah. in Shreveport. Yeah. It's Barksdale. Shreveport,
1: yeah. Barksdale. So we were right in that area and all of a sudden there was probably like, I don't know, a hundred bikers that just kind of came out of nowhere behind us and st- I wouldn't say swarmed us, but just like at one point we were part of the bike gang, which was kind of funny. In our yeah. And we blended foot. in.
0: Yeah, for sure. And oh, they're all, they're all wearing colors. If you're familiar with the term, were they? I don't, their, I don't remember that. Yeah. They had, uh, all their logos on their backs, like they were, oh, yeah. whatever, whatever it was, if I could quote Pee Wee's big adventure, uh, Satan's helpers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know or whatever whatever the modern day version of that is 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 what we were overtaken by yeah it just it took like it was like 20 minutes of bikes passing us
1: yeah yeah it was was crazy
0: and they were in front of us they're behind us they're alongside us and it's like uh, it's it adds a level of excitement when there's just you know human ping pong balls outside this jumbo truck that you're trying to hit well yeah that's a thing like all i could think
1: of running through my head was don't make a you know, wrong turn or, you know, drift a lane or something like that. And then have, you know, you you clip a biker and then a thousand bikers are now trying to beat you up. That's what ran through my head, at least. And this is this is early in the day. This is before the fatigue set in. And then from there, it was really kind of other than that deviation, it kind of became we were just, you know, knocking down the miles, making stops. Yeah, it wasn't listen, really anything. Listening to
0: tunes. Yeah. yeah was, we didn't really it was see next. any sights.
1: There was nothing. There's not really there much of anything. to see, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we made that deviation. And then it got a little sporty at night. And there was only one thing that stuck out at me. We were driving. We were merging from, I don't know, one, one section of highway to another section of highway. And there was a dark spot. And there was something in the room.
0: I want to say this was just before mobile right
1: yeah it was right around in that area it was definitely night it might have been afterwards it might have been around pensacola but we come around this like corner and we see cars kind of like hitting something and i was like what the hell is that and by the time we realized that like it was coming upon us or we were coming upon it we kind of clipped it i think you were driving at the time and you kind of jaunted over to the right but it was it wasn't enough and i was like what the hell is that and looking kind of quickly over to the side of the road It appeared that like a light pole had fallen over into the road and people were clipping like the top of it and there was like glass everywhere. So of course we were were very fatigued and all we can think about is how we want to get to a bed and what's running through my head is great. We're going to be stuck on the side of the road waiting for the support truck to come and change a tire or something like that. And we're going to be essentially sleeping in this truck tonight, which would have been
0: good news. It's always nice when you're moving is that you have a bed with you. So... Oh yeah, I just we pull could out just, one of the mattresses and just yeah. cuddle on up on the side of the
1: road. Yeah. I could just empty out all the contents that were in my car and we could
0: just sleep in a if I recall correctly, we definitely hit it. Yeah. Um I don't think we hit it with the truck. I think we hit it with only the trailer. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I know we didn't hit it with the front tires.
1: No, 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 no. And it was like a glancing kind of like we must have just caught the the yep. tail end of it or something. But it was just funny because it was like we both looked at each other like what is that? And then yeah, I don't know, not what even what the fuck was that? <laughs> not even not even is like this, a, a mile down the I road. There's say, like four or five cars pulled over, you know, checking their yeah. car. They had five tires, and I was like, Great. I think we made I a stop. Say after this that, was you know?
0: probably like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And we're we're so that puts us uh fourteen hours of driving in, and this is mm-hmm. and that's what what our experience is. But you're also a little, you know, a little lucid at that point. So you're like, whoa, that was crazy. Yeah. What was that? that? Was, yeah, I think at
1: that point we were well hobbed up on maybe an energy drink. Maybe not. Maybe I would definitely oh, had yeah, some snacks. I was,
0: I was riding the five hour energy dragon. Yeah, that and. The, Is that what the kids say? Is that how the kids, uh, <laughs> they ride the, the five hour energy dragon? Then we, like I said, we we got to that last Bucky's, and I was driving. We pulled in there and simpson was kind enough to pack us some lunches uh, oh along yeah Had some dope uh, sandwiches well simpson who is lactose free gluten free uh fun free uh, uh, mm-hmm. made these sandwiches that were made of who god knows what but they were they looked like sandwiches hopes, uh, hopes and, and dreams my, cardboard my hardcore i eat everything under the sun american stomach needed more nutrition so by the time we destroyed all that by 11 am <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh, it wasn't that bad. We, we still had some, we had plenty of provisions. We could have gone at least another seven hours
0: on. No, false, <laughs> false. I just, We rolled into that last Bucky's, and I was like, give me anything that's wrapped and I can just quickly eat. And I just destroyed a sandwich super fast. And it was one of those moments where it was like, this is like, you're so exhausted. You're so tired. You're so hungry. It's the most delicious food you've ever had, but it's a gas station sandwich. so it's it's nothing spectacular, but it's like, oh, they really know how to make roast beef and bread. yeah, but just to be fair,
1: the Bucky's food is pretty good. at least it smells good every time I walk in there and I see kind of everything it it's not like a a seven eleven hot dog that's been rolling on those rollers for. 40 I have no hours. complaints
0: about the Bucky's uh, Bucky's food. It's it's usually pretty solid. They do make a lot of it fresh right there, which is good. And again, you know, for the non locals, uh, when you're visiting Texas, be sure to visit Bucky's. Your one stop yeah. shop for all your. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's that's exactly what this episode is turning into. Bucky's yeah. is amazing. Bucky's get is amazing. Get the beaver nuggets. What did we hit? That's that's we be hit. The- get the beaver nuggets. Yeah, get the beaver nuggets. Uh, so we get to the hotel. We blinked for a minute is really what it felt like. Uh, mm-hmm. it was like just a good solid blink and then, uh, we we're back at it the next morning.
1: Yeah. And the next day wasn't too bad. It became more of an issue with traffic. So we didn't really necessarily hit too much traffic. There was a couple of slowdowns here and there, but we lucked out on that first day. If we'd hit any accidents or any kind of real traffic, we would have probably been in a world of hurt. But the, thankfully we didn't really, other than a couple of deviations here and there really didn't hit yeah, too we- much in the way of traffic.
0: Yeah, that's fair. We really did kind of look out on that first day. You know, once we got out of the Dallas Metroplex area, yeah. it, was, it was pretty thick there. But beyond that, it really wasn't, uh, it was pretty much open roads and clear sailing. And the second day was sort of uh, my driving day, so I did uh, a, a, the a good majority of the driving on the second day. And the one thing that I always forget on Florida toll roads is that the rest stop is in the middle of the road. And oh on the yeah,
1: side of the road. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that one was actually pretty nice. It was one just outside of north of um, Orlando. That one was actually a pretty nice one. Yeah, it was, that one wasn't it was too bad. Relatively clean. They had a lot of options. Of course, you know your your normal staples of Sabaros
0: and yeah, mcdonald's so is, there's a is a Duncan' cad a Duncan. but
1: yeah the, the the second day was a little less we had a later start obviously we wanted to, to get some sleep in but not too crazy of a late start i think we were on the road by nine or ten and we were in Vieira or melbourne at uh, i want to say three
0: or four but of yeah, course as far as the driving goes on the second day i think it was largely uneventful like, yeah i mean there was some traffic and there was some Uh, some accidents and stuff that we had to creep through. There was actually, there was a pretty good accident on the opposite side. So it is the, oh yeah. if I could use an an old man who used to live in the Northeast term, rubbernecking, uh, what's going on on our side? Yeah. Yeah. That was,
1: that was a pain. And it was, it wasn't even like, it was an accident, but it wasn't anything that's like, oh man, the whole road's closed down. It was like a fender bender and everybody was slowed down, which was really annoying. But yeah, Yeah. we made, we made pretty good time, at least getting again, overestimated. I was like, oh, it's only going to take us. Five hours and it took six or seven or whatever it was, but
0: Yeah. But then the real excitement started once we got to Vieira.
1: Oh yes. And I tried to and kill Simpson you Simpson by...
0: attempted to kill me. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, that's that's where the murder mystery comes into play. It's not a mystery though. It was pretty obvious that I was gonna kill you. And that's so not, not even my doing. It was a indirect doing.
0: So the sales pitch was we're gonna drive and then when we get there, we've just got to unload a few things, and the next day the truck's gonna go to the storage facility where there's movers who are going to unload the majority of the stuff into some storage units. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I disagree that that was a factual sales pitch. The,
1: no, it was actually, it was a pretty good sales pitch. Uh, but oh, it was an excellent the, sales pitch. Yeah, it got the, me in yes, hook, line and sinker. So there was a number of things that went that went awry from, from more or less pulling into the, the complex. So we were told we had a first floor unit. In actuality, we had a second floor unit. The elevator was less than ideal for moving things and the stairs were just a straight shot from the first floor or ground floor up to the second floor. So that was, that was a little bit of a surprise. And of course, Jen thankfully got here before us and was trying to figure out what our alternatives were and deal with everything. So obviously we needed a place to sleep and that needed to be, you know, where, where they ever had us that night or wherever they had us uh at that point so we we had to move a whole bunch of stuff up to a second floor including a ridiculously heavy bed which even the movers you know fast forwarding a little bit we we found a first floor unit in our complex and had moved there uh, about two weeks after we moved into the second floor one but that one we had movers help because it was just jen and i at that point obviously no one else is still here from moving two weeks ago and the movers helped us and they basically we're like this bed is the terrible bed <laughs> we hate your bed it's stupid it weighs you know too much and has no structure to it and therefore just kind of falls all over the place and is really heavy so that's well, the bed that actually
0: to- makes me feel better if yeah. in a roundabout type way i guess you know that that professional movers also struggled with that and that maybe makes me feel Less like I was just old and fading off into the sunset from lifting one mattress.
1: But no, yeah, that mattress is terrible. I I'm, I'm, I won't even sugarcoat that one. But I mean, everything else—it was just really that mattress that did it. In there's just a, a bunch of boxes and a couch. Other than that, and some dressers. But we had we had the tools to kind of move those semi-easily. But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like we were moving refrigerators or washers and dryers. Those. were set for the storage unit which we had the help for which was kind of nice so it was really it was only a couple hours of of real misery
0: (laughs) yeah i think the adding to the misery part of it was it was at the end of a longer than expected first day and then you know seven hours of driving on the second day and it's like you've done nothing over the last 24 hours but sit and shake in a truck now use all of your muscles to the maximum of their capabilities Right. I do uh intermittent fasting, so I don't eat breakfast. And I did not eat breakfast that day. And we were driving, so I didn't didn't eat lunch either. And now we're moving all this stuff. So I'm just on empty on top of it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just such an idiot for skipping, you know. Need to make need to make better decisions on the road based off of the situation. And then get yeah, back you into my silly drive when a, I get back home.
1: A Red Bull, if I remember correctly too. So you were running on like whatever was in that red bull Guar-
0: guarina is that what's in those sure that sounds
1: like a real thing
0: well whatever Anyway, <laughs> uh i felt great except for the near-death experience
1: oh hey the next day i mean you at least after after helping us move or drive of course you know the the thousand miles or whatever it is here you uh also you, you got to go to coco you got to go look for sunglasses and
0: yeah, that's, got, that's right, yeah, a day off. Yeah, the the one my one stipulation was oh, I need to go look for sunglasses at the Ron John Surf Shop in, in Cocoa Beach, of which I did not buy any sunglasses, disappointingly. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But still haven't. You know, what is it? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten months later, still still yeah. rocking the old pair that I got. Still getting by with the older three pairs of Maui gyms that I've got. Ugh. <laughs> we'll just oh well, this near end the struggles, you poor thing.
1: So, yeah, I mean, for well, the most think- part
0: just a couple of
1: like highlights there as far as the drive goes. Um, there was nothing really too, too crazy, especially now that we're trying to recall it a few months afterwards, it was probably way more kind of crazy in our minds, you know, the day after we did, we did the drive cause we were so lucid or not lucid rather. Uh, but we were very tired and obviously just
0: I think, Raw. I think lucid's
1: the right, the right answer. Lucid. Sure. Yeah. We were very lucid. That, that makes sense.
0: That's going to be season three's episode of uh, moving across the country. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sweet Jesus. I uh, hope there's not a season four one. God, no joke.
1: We'll I mean, we'll actually, way. actually, actually we'll, we'll have a, uh, we'll have a, another move here hopefully in the next couple months. Yeah, but, but. it's not a cross country one. No, it's across, so not even across a, the town. It's like 10 minutes away.
0: So that can just be a, a, a bullet point in a, oh, hey, by the way, I moved this week. And anyways, also going on at uh, Oshkosh this summer. Yeah, yeah, right. It actually,
1: hopefully with, that, with a little bit of luck, it'll be right around that time. So
0: we'll see. Yeah, that was, that was just good guessing on my part that it was going to be around that
1: time. Yeah.
0: Even though you did mention it two or three times, despite how many times I asked in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. How many times did you ask? Well, at least twice at least oh, yeah. twice i asked it was paying attention you paid attention yeah. i'm i'm drinking more coffee this time give me a break okay uh so i think that's going to wrap us up for this episode um we will not foreshadow what the next episode will be because no. we'll just make that shit up as we go as usual yep. and uh until next time see ya see ya
1: follow us on facebook and twitter at life adventure ps and instagram with life adventures pete simpson
0: Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.